Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. And once again, welcome to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Monday to everybody. I hope that you all had a great weekend. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Newton, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump at Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. Boy, we got a great show. Going to talk about the Atlanta Braves and the return of Freddie Freeman. Oh, I stayed up late watching that game. Unfortunately, the Braves fell to the Dodgers. That felt like a playoff game. The Columbus Lions fall to the Albany Empire as the Empire snap a three-game losing streak. And the Colorado Avalanche are your Stanley Cup champions. They are partying up in the Rocky Mountains like it's 2001. I had a great weekend. I hope that you did as well. Uh, We had a very busy weekend in sports. We had the Isaiah Crowell football camp. We had the Russell County golf tournament. You know, sports isn't slowing down here in the Fountain City. We're just getting started. And I got a lot to cover on the show. But before I do that, I'm going to have Columbus Chattahoots pitcher Brian Trepanier on the show tomorrow. And then on Wednesday... I'm going to have Georgia Vipers point guard Cortez Chaney. So you don't want to miss it. In fact, I'm going to start with the Georgia Vipers. They're 6-0. They travel up to Chattanooga, and they defeated the Chattanooga Spades 106-80. Back home here in Columbus, the Lady Venom playing in only their second game of their history. But unfortunately, they fell to the Montgomery Lady Warriors 59-53 at the KBW Gymnasium here in Columbus, Georgia. Now I'm going to get into the Columbus Lions. They fell to the Albany Empire, 67-48. to Albany was on fire. What can you say about the Albany Empire? They came out the gates. They were a desperate team. They've lost three straight. Looking back at the scores, they were very close games. And Columbus made some mistakes. Daniel Smith threw three interceptions. Despite the fact he did have seven touchdowns, and Darian Townsend, what can you say about him? Five touchdowns, including one of the greatest catches I've seen in the back of the end zone. This was one of those games where Albany could not be stopped. Sam Castronova with six touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. He's probably going to be a candidate for Offensive Player of the Week. Albany was poised. They converted on two fourth-down conversions. And Castronova got out of several sacks to break away. And what can you say also about Darius Prince? He has been a weapon all season for Albany. Columbus was right there hoping to get a stop, and Albany just put the game away. And Albany is 5-0 all-time against the Columbus Lions. They will play San Antonio next week. One of the hottest teams in the league. They've won three straight. 
And uh, this could be a possible rematch in the postseason. Right now, Columbus is in third place. They have the tiebreaker with Jacksonville. Columbus is 4-4 four and four on the season, and they will travel to Greensboro, North Carolina, this Saturday to take on the Carolina Cobras. Right now, the Carolina Cobras are 7-3 and three and in first place in the National Arena League. Over the weekend, the Columbus Chattahoots played a home and away series with the Chakalaka Monsters. Unfortunately, they fell to the Monsters Friday night, but they were able to get the victory up in Oxford, and they are 2-0 on the road against the Chakalaka Monsters. And so the Columbus Chattahoots are 7-7 on the season, and they are two games up in first place in the West Division. They have a well-rested week, and then they will get ready to take on the Brookhaven Bucks for a two-game series July the 1st and 2nd at Historic Golden Park. July 1st, which my family and I plan on attending that game, it's going to be Braves night. So that is a good time to come out to the ballpark. Fourth of July weekend. It's going to be an incredible event. And their next road game is going to be up at Kennesaw State University on July the 5th against the Atlanta Crackers. Right now, the Crackers are the second best team in the SBL with a 9-4 record. They are right behind the Gainesville Gold Diggers. And what can you say about the Atlanta Crackers? They do have the best home run hitter in all of the SBL. Colton Lawrence with five home runs. He's going to be one of those players that's going to be featured in that collegiate prospect showcase from four collegiate teams across the nation. Congratulations to Columbus Chattahoots players Connor O'Neill and Bryce Valero. They have been chosen to represent the SBL in the prospect showcase. Looking at your leading stats leaders for the Chattahoots, Win Johns, Still leads the team with two home runs and six RBI. Zane Ross leads the Hoots with a 367 batting average. And Nick Morgan has been the most electrifying pitcher all year. He has pitched in 20 innings, and he's got a 1.31 earn run average. So the Chattahoots right now 7-7 seven and seven on the season as they try to get a victory over the Brookhaven Bucks this upcoming weekend. All right, I want to talk about this Brave series with the Dodgers because it was an emotional time on Friday night as the return of Freddie Freeman, like I expected, that the fans cheered him, and rightfully so. I didn't think that Freddie Freeman was going to get the standing ovation that he got every time he came up to bat, but he did. The Dodgers were able to win Friday 4-1 to thanks to an incredible effort by Julio Urias. He was their best pitcher all year last year. He won 20 games. But their best pitcher this season has been Tony Gonsolin, and he threw a gym on Sunday. But let's talk about Saturday's game because the Braves did get the victory. They were up 3-0, but the Dodgers ended up tying it with Will Smith. I can't stand Will Smith. He's one of those players I just do not like. I don't like the Dodgers at all. But Will Smith ties it up at three. And then Marcelo Zuna with the two-run shot. And then closer Kenley Jansen slammed the door, striking out the side. Now, this game last night, which felt like a playoff game, my wife and I watched it all the way until the end. It was the Sunday night baseball game. 
The Braves had a 2-0 lead going to the bottom of the ninth inning. Kenley Jansen struck out the first two batters. And then Gavin Lux got a hit. Chris Taylor, who was huge in yesterday's game, coming off the bench as a pinch hitter, gets another hit. And then the Dodgers just wouldn't stop hitting. They had two runners on base. And then Trace Thompson, who just happens to be NBA champion Clay Thompson's brother, shoots a line drive just inches above Matt Olson's head. Two runs scored to tie it up. And then Michael Harris, he had some incredible catches out in the outfield. He gets a big diving catch to stop the bleeding, and we go to extra innings. Now, in extra innings, Freddie Freeman started things off for the Dodgers. There was a runner on base. I can't stand the runner on base rules in extra innings. I just don't like it. The Dodgers went up 3-2. to two. The Braves countered in the bottom of the 10th with Matt Olson scoring a run for the Braves to tie it up. And then things just broke loose for the Dodgers in the top of the 11th inning. Darren O'Day for the Braves struggled. You get into the meat of your bullpen, and it's just not the same. And the Braves were not able to respond in the bottom of the 11th inning. And they lose to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers take the season series over the Braves 4-2. to And I expect these two teams to meet again in the postseason. If it's not in the NLDS, it will be in the NLCS for the third straight time. But I am anticipating that these two teams are going to be in the postseason and they will play each other once again. Last night felt like a playoff game. It was exciting all the way to the end. I was disappointed that the Braves lost, but they have to pick up the pieces and they have to travel to take on the Philadelphia Phillies for a three-game series on the road. The Phillies are going to be without Bryce Harper. And now let's look at the rest of Major League Baseball. The New York Yankees, what can you say about them? They got no hit over the weekend. They did not have a hit until later in the innings, but Aaron Judge with the walk-off three-run home run and the Yankees, they have been the best team all season. And I'm starting to think that this Yankees team is special, kind of like those Yankees teams in the late 90s when they just kept winning and they almost won four straight World Series titles. But they had the four World Series titles In the last five years. I don't know what happened in 97. I know that the Florida Marlins won the World Series in 97. I'm kind of curious to see why the Yankees did not get to the World Series in 97. But they went up against a very magical Cleveland Indians team. That was, they were heartbroken. Now they're called the Guardians. But they were heartbroken losing to the Florida Marlins in Game 7. Edgar Renteria, oh, brings back so many memories. And congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels for winning their first ever College World Series championship. They defeated Oklahoma in two games. And the Magnolia State owns college baseball. The last two champions come out of the state of Mississippi. Mississippi State won it last season. And Ole Miss wins their first ever college baseball championship Hotty toddy. And how about the SEC? Ole Miss was one of the last four in. They were able to win their Coral Gables region. 
and they never looked back. There was a lot of great teams in the SEC, including Tennessee, overall number one all season long. Arkansas had a great season. Auburn had a great season. I think the gauntlet that Ole Miss faced in the SEC competition put them over the top, and so congratulations to the Ole Miss Rebels. Well, the Stanley Cup Finals is over. You know, and I was watching the Braves game last night. I also had the Stanley Cup Finals on my phone. Tampa Bay was trying to force a Game 7, but the Colorado Avalanche were able to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning as they win 2-1, to one, and they win the Stanley Cup Final for the first time since 2001. This is the third Stanley Cup final in the Colorado Avalanche's history. They won it in 96, and they won it in 2001. They had some great teams in the late 90s. Joe Sackick, Patrick Raw, and they've been mediocre for this part of the century. So to have Colorado come back, I mean, they've been the best team all year round. Now, hats off to, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning They weren't very good in the regular season. They had the fifth seed. They beat some very good teams in the playoffs, including the Toronto Maple Leafs. They swept the Florida Panthers, which was shocking. They came back from a 2-0 deficit against the New York Rangers. And that just goes to show that the champions won't quit. Tampa Bay, who won the last two Stanley Cup finals, were trying to three-peat. The first team in the NHL to three-peat since the New York Islanders four-peated back in the early 1980s. But the Tampa Bay Lightning would not quit. And I was watching that game hoping that Tampa would score in that part of the end of the game. I was really hoping that the Tampa Bay Lightning would score toward the end of the game to at least make it interesting. I would have loved to have seen a game seven, but Colorado gets the victory on the road and a very good playoff victory. And congratulations to the Colorado avalanche. And uh, who knows, maybe the city of Denver will start a championship run like Tampa Bay did, or like the Dodgers and the Lakers and the Rams have done. I mean, why not? You got Russell Wilson over there in a Broncos uniform. Nikolai Jokic for the Denver Nuggets is going to get help next season with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. And now all we've got to hope for is that the Colorado Rockies catch fire like they did in 2007 when they reached the World Series. However, got swept by the Boston Red Sox. But it is possible. I think that the city of Denver could go on a championship run. Oh, we've had such a great weekend. I had Gabe Reynolds on the show Friday. We talked about the NBA draft. Just a little bit of recap. The Atlanta Hawks did get A.J. Griffin. He's one of those players that could be a lights-out shooter. He shot a very good field goal percentage for the Duke Blue Devils. But I said the same thing about Jalen Johnson last year. I'm thinking, oh, the Hawks are going to get a future star. And now there's Hawks fans. I, I, I listen to message boards. I saw Hawks fans just getting excited about A.J. Griffin, that they've now formed a new big three in Atlanta with A.J. Griffin, DeAndre Hunter, and Trey Young. John Collins is still in a Hawks uniform, but there's still trade talks with the San Antonio Spurs to get DeJounte Murray. And I, I'm not sure if I would make that trade. I think that John Collins... 
is a very talented player, and the Hawks just need to rally around him. I mean, the John Collins could be a staple in this franchise, just like Al Horford was for an entire decade. I just think the Hawks need to utilize him better. They have talent. And I know the Hawks are wanting that second superstar alongside Trey Young, which is crazy because you got NBA free agency coming up. This is where Wednesday's the deadline where players can opt out of their final contract. You got big time free agents, including James Harden. Where's Kyrie Irving going to go? Where's Kevin Durant going to go? Are they going to blow it up in Brooklyn? There's been talks about Kevin Durant going to the Miami Heat. Oh, I would hate that so much. But there's those fanboys out there that are spreading rumors on message boards about Kevin Durant going to the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, come on. It's wishful thinking. It's not going to happen. Superstars don't go to the Atlanta Hawks. They just don't. But they might be intrigued by the idea of playing alongside Trey Young. As we get ready to turn the calendar to July, we got NFL training camps, and I will talk about who I think is going to stand out and be a great team. Uh, Rob Gronkowski did retire over the weekend. I did not mention that on my show Friday. So Tampa Bay, coming back, Tom Brady, Another year, but without his favorite target, Rob Gronkowski. And I think that Rob Gronkowski, you know, there's a lot of things he could do. He's a very talented guy. He can go into broadcasting. He could join the military and finally get that USAA membership that he's been trying to get in those funny USAA commercials. Just kidding. But I actually would post that to try to get some laughs. So NFL training camps will start in about a month. What are the Atlanta Falcons going to do at quarterback? Are they going to go with Desmond Ritter? Or are they going to go with the savvy veteran Marcus Mariota? How many games will Deshaun Watson be suspended for? I think he's going to be suspended for the entire season. And then the Players Association is going to try to appeal. And then in the long run, I think he gets suspended for six games. With that being said, the Cleveland Browns mortgaged the future, gave up three first-round draft picks for Deshaun Watson. They are getting the starting quarterback ready, Jacoby Brissett. It might be an ugly season for the Cleveland Browns. And where will Baker Mayfield go? There are Seahawks fans out there that want Baker Mayfield, but right now, The Seattle Seahawks starting quarterback is Drew Locke. Who will be the starting quarterback in San Francisco? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to start throwing as he is recovering from his surgery. And Trey Lance is looking great in many camps. I want to see a quarterback competition between Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing Speaking of football, we got the USFL Championship is set next week, July the 3rd, on Fox up in Canton, Ohio. It's going to be the Birmingham Stallions. They've been one of the best teams all year, taking on the surprising Philadelphia Stars, who got the upset in the semifinals over the New Jersey Generals 19-14. to 
Birmingham had no problem with the New Orleans Breakers, 31-17. to And now we finally get a championship game in the spring football leagues. It will be the first time since 2001 that we will have a championship game. I remember I was in college when I saw the million-dollar game between the LA Express and the San Francisco Demons. Boy, I, I do miss the XFL. That was a very fun league, and I wanted a He Hate Me jersey. I actually love the in it. I actually love the XFL, and we're going to get it back next season. So we're going to have two rival leagues. I think the XFL is going to start a little bit sooner than the USFL. And I actually thought the USFL did well. I know that the ratings toward the end of the season did not clip a million, but they started out pretty well. It was competitive football. It's going to give players that enjoy playing the game a chance to showcase their talents. Isn't it what that's all about? Is just to showcase your talents? right? It is almost the month of July. I'm going to have some shows. I know I said I was going to go back to three days a week. Um, I've, I've been getting some guests. So I might just keep it at five days a week. But next week, I plan on at least going back to three days a week. I do have some guests lined up in the future for future shows in July. And then come August, we got high school football to talk about. I've been reaching out to local sports media in Columbus to see if they want to come on my show once a week. So once a week, I'm going to have a show dedicated to high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. And I was doing a little bit of a preview with the new reclassifications. Here in Columbus, we have a third high school football stadium that will be ready for the fall. Otis Spencer Stadium down at Spencer High School is going to be the third high school football stadium. They already play high school football games at A.J. McClung, and they play at Kennett Stadium. But that first week, because you got Shaw taking on Marion County, you got Northside taking on Columbus, and then you have Kendrick taking on Seminole County. So you have three teams that are hosting home games all on a Friday night on August the 19th. So more than likely, I'm going to say that Kendrick is going to play at Seminole County at Otis Spencer Stadium. You're going to have Northside taking on Columbus at A.J. McClung. And then you're also going to have Shaw taking on Marion County at Kennett Stadium. The reclassification has just got a little bit of an... The reclassification has made things interesting for high school football in Columbus because Jordan, Spencer, and Kendrick all go down to 2A. And you also have Carver and Columbus that went down to 3A. All these teams were in 4A last year. And Hardaway and Shaw remain in 4A. And then your remaining 5A teams in the Chattahoochee Valley is Northside and Harris County. Just a reminder that I am the play-by-play announcer for Russell County High Football. It's 6A over in Seal, Alabama. They are taking on Harris County on August the 26th down in Russell County. And I'm excited about that game. The reclassification is affected Russell County as well. They're no longer going to play Opelika or Lee as they have moved on to 7A. We have a massive high school football game opening day as Central 
They went 14-1 last year and lost to Thompson in the state playoff final. They have a huge game against Hewitt Trustful, but they also play IMG Academy, and they'll play Auburn and Enterprise and Dothan. You know, just their normal schedule to include Opelika and Lee as they have been welcomed into the new reclassification. I cannot wait to talk high school football. Friday nights here on this show, like I'm going to publish my high school football show Fridays. Fridays are going to be incredible because I'm going to be watching the sports zone and the overtime drive with the WTV. I'm going to be watching all those shows just to learn as much as I can about high school football. And it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about just being a part of talking high school football on this show. I'm going to have a busy week. I hope that everybody is able to enjoy just these holiday weeks as we approach the 4th of July. I know I'm going to go out to the baseball field at Historic Golden Park this Friday with my family. Uh, We're going to have a safe 4th of July. I always look forward to the hot dog eating contest and the peach tree road race on 4th of July. I mean, it's just a tradition. And it happened when I was in college. One of my college roommates uh, introduced me to the hot dog eating contest. And I was like, what is this? But at the time, Kobayashi was considered a dynasty. And then Joey Chestnut came on the scene. And I think he's won like eight straight mustard belts. And it is just incredible what Joey Chestnut has done. Set the world record for eating hot dogs. I think he has more than 70 But there is a documentary on ESPN called The Good, The Bad, and The Hungry. And even though my wife doesn't like watching the hot dog eating contest, I just want to see who can get close to Joey Chestnut. And all I want to see is that rivalry again with Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi. I know that he Kobayashi has a contract where he can't join the National Eating League, but that's what the viewers want to see. So I'm looking forward to that next week. Fourth of July week, it's going to be fun as we get ready for the All-Star Game for Major League Baseball. It's going to be in Los Angeles. We could talk about who got snubbed and who deserved to be in the All-Star Game. Right now for the Atlanta Braves, Austin Riley and Dansby Swanson need to be in the All-Star Game. Those has been the two All-Stars position players for the Atlanta Braves. And I also think that Kyle Wright deserves some consideration and I didn't talk about him at all but Spencer Strider what an incredible game last night against the Dodgers I think he could start becoming a major pitcher in this rotation yeah the Braves next home game will be 4th of July against the St. Louis Cardinals well that is all the time I have on the show today I do want to thank all my listeners that have downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode as I will have Columbus Chattahoots pitcher Brian Trepanier. And then Wednesday, I'm going to have Cortez Chaney, the point guard for the Georgia Vipers. And then I'm going to have Jared Dillard on the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Lions as we will recap the game against the Albany Empire. 
and might even have a Columbus Lion or two on the show as well. So stay cool out there. I know it's hot, but we can get through this together. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I'm out of here. Bye. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.